Well, we're starting off uh, this year in a message series called Habits. And I want to start this morning by asking you to think back to the last weekday morning that you had. Think back to the last weekday morning, and what is it that you normally do when you get up? You see, all of us, we pretty much have that morning routine, and it becomes something that we probably don't even think about. Let's take, for example, do you set an alarm? Do you get up to an alarm? Okay? If you do, you probably got up to an alarm the day before and the day before. It's part of your rhythm. It's what gets you going in the morning. Some of you, you maybe don't have an alarm. You just wake up at a certain time, or you have a lovely pet that wakes you up and gets you going in the morning. But then that next sequence of what you do is probably so automatic you don't even think about it. Your brain is thinking about what you're going to do during the day, and maybe you go about your routine, you use the restroom, and you go and make your coffee, and you start getting breakfast together, and maybe you, you know, take a shower, or you do a small workout, or whatever your normal routine is. We go through that time, and sometimes we don't even think about those things because they're so automatic. The times that we have to rethink those rhythms is when there's a change that happens. And so for those of you uh, who are DeWitt uh, school students or your home is affected by that, we're going to have a whole new routine as you go from virtual online uh, school to this hybrid thing. And so you're going to have to rethink that routine a little bit, especially if you're part of the morning group, because that's going to look a little bit different perhaps. But often those routines become so automatic we don't think about them. Research actually shows... And I was surprised by this. Research actually shows that 40% of what you and I do every single day are a result of automatic habits that we hardly even think about. Half of what we do, almost half of what we do every day is a part of those rhythms that we don't actually even think about. But they're important to who we are and how we tackle life. Have you ever had this experience where you're driving somewhere that you normally go, maybe it's to work or to school or whatever, and you've been driving there and you've been so thinking about something else that you don't actually remember getting there? Now, we're not going to raise our hand because I don't want any of us to get in trouble for that, but that's what we do. Or you're thinking about something else and you just automatically tie your shoe, but you don't actually think about what you're doing in the process. Habits are really important because habits are a function of what we do every single day. So our habits matter. And I love this quote from Craig Rochelle, just a review of what we did last week. This is from last week. It says, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. And so the quality of our lives depend on the quality of of your habits. And so if you want to change where you're going in life, if you want to change who you're becoming in life, you have to change your habits. You see, habits are like the atoms of our lives. They're like um, the, the video with all the dominoes that go in one place. And those dominoes line up one thing after another, and they all make a difference in our life. We talked about last week some of the reasons that we don't follow through on our New Year's resolutions. Have you ever given up on a New Year's resolution at the, by the end of January? I have. Sometimes the reason that we do that is because we've set a goal, but we don't think about the system of how we're going to get there. Or sometimes we get discouraged because we don't see progress fast enough, and so we quit or we give up. Or sometimes we forget this important truth 
that a true change that we want to continue has to become part of our identity. It has to become something that changes who we think about ourselves and what we do. And so that's a little bit what we talked about last week. And I made a challenge for you if you were with us online last week to think about what is one word that God might be calling you to do or to become or to focus on in 2021? What's one word that God might be calling you to focus on? And I heard back from a couple people. One person said, you know, my word is positive. I want to change my mindset so it's more positive and less negative. Another person says, my word is persevere. I want to continue and I want to get through things and not quit. Whatever that is, it's a characteristic, a mindset, an attitude. What's that one word that God might be calling you to focus on? And today we're going to add on to that, based on who God wants you to become in this new year, what is perhaps one habit that you need to start to get there? What is one habit that you need to start to get there? And breaking down our habits into small changes is what sets us up for success. So we're going to look at that a little bit this morning. Let's pray as we begin. Lord Jesus, thank you for calling us together this morning in person and online to focus on your word. And I pray that your Holy Spirit might speak to us, might challenge our hearts, and that you might call us, Lord, into what you want us to be and to do in this new year. Thanks, Lord. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. So James Clear talks about atomic habits, that these changes that seem so small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if we're willing to stick at them for years. And he talks about this. He says, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And what I want to look at today is I want to look at a biblical character, somebody in Scripture, who really lived out this principle of what it means to build a system, to build a habit that he became known for in his life. And so we're going to focus on Daniel for a couple minutes this morning. Now Daniel is most famous in scripture for what? What's Daniel most famous? Daniel and the? Lion's Den, that's right. Why did Daniel get in trouble? What caused him to be thrown into the lion's den in the first place? You see, Daniel was known for his excellence. He was known for his leadership. He wasn't known for being a troublemaker. And out of 120 top officials, top leaders at that time, Daniel stood out in a good way for his work. Daniel chapter 6, verse 3 starts this way. It says, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the sad traps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Daniel was about to get promoted. He was about to get recognized for his excellent work and service. But what happened? There were some others around him who were not very happy that he was getting this extra recognition. They were extremely jealous of that. And so they began to find ways to discredit Daniel. They wanted to find some kind of flaw in his character. They wanted to find any weakness that they could. They wanted to find some way to accuse him of wrongdoing, but they couldn't find any. Look what it says in the next verse. It says they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy. He was neither corrupt nor negligent. And finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. 
Daniel was known for his habits. He was known for being a man of God. And so the other people, they got together and they tricked the king into making a decree that if somebody prayed to anyone else besides the king in the next 30 days, they would be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel, he rose to the top. He was recognized for his outstanding qualities. What defined him as a person? I believe it was this habit, this system that was a part of his daily routine and it shaped who he was and his identity. What was that habit? What was he known for? What did he get in trouble for? We see it in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. And three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. What does it say? Just as he had done before. Just as he had done before. It didn't change who he was. It didn't change what he did. He made it a priority to get down on his knees every single day. It was his rhythm to do it three times a day in order for him to be able to connect with God. And that didn't change no matter what the circumstances were, no matter what somebody else said. He continued to do that rhythm and that habit because it was important and because he had trained himself to do so. And he did it consistently every day, not just when it was convenient, not just when there wasn't something else to do or there wasn't anything interesting on Netflix. No, he did it every single day because it was important for him to connect with God and he was known for it. It was part of his identity. This one small discipline, this one small act of obedience became a part of who he was and he was able to remain faithful to God during a very difficult time when it would have been very easy to give up. I think about my own life, would I have had the courage to do that? To keep the windows open and to keep doing that no matter what. When it's something that's built into who you are, when it's part of that rhythm, when it's a part of what God has called you to be and to do, that's when you continue and do it without giving up. So I want to ask that for our own lives too. Based on who you want to become, what is one habit that you need to start to get there? Based on who you want to become, based on who God is calling you to be, what is one small discipline that will move you in that direction? And what I've learned that has really changed my heart and my life and my thinking is that it's better if that one small habit or that one small discipline is not big. It's better if it's a small change that you could be successful with over time. And then you begin to stack that one against the other. Let me give you a couple of examples. How many of you hit the snooze button in the morning? Come on, let's just be honest here. How many of you hit the snooze button when you set your alarm and then it goes off and you hit the snooze? We get nine more minutes to sleep, right? It's glorious. What if you say, I'm going to make a small change in 2021 and I'm not going to push that snooze button because the temptation is to do it again and then I'm always late. What if you say, I'm going to make that one small change in my routine. I'm going to have nine extra minutes to do whatever else, to not be so rushed in the morning, or to, to read a quick verse of scripture or whatever it is. Maybe that's a small change that shifts your routine just a little bit. Maybe your focus is to be a more caring person. And maybe a habit that you say is, I want to do write one note per week 
to encourage somebody else. I, I don't want to just think about myself. I want to write one note per week that I can encourage somebody else about. Maybe you say, I want to be more organized. Maybe that begins with one small change that you do. Maybe you don't usually make your bed, and, and making your ba- bed just helps you feel more organized for the day. Maybe you want to be a, a, a more healthy eater. Choose one small thing to focus on that will help you become healthier. I'm not going to have snacks from 4 to 6 in the afternoon. I don't know what it is. But those small changes that might not seem incredibly significant at the moment, if you can make that one change and you can be successful, it begins to change your mindset and it begins to say, you know what? I really can change. And this is making me feel whatever else. A couple of those for me, as a follower of Christ, even before I became a pastor, I just felt like it was really important for me to connect with God every day. And so throughout my adult life, I've tried in all the different seasons when I was a young mom and all those things to do some sort of of Bible reading and prayer each day. And some seasons that's been a five-minute time. And some seasons it's been 10 and building that to 15 or 20, and and now in my life, I'm able to do that for 30 minutes in the morning. But it didn't start out that way. It started out small, to be successful and to be consistent. Another discipline for me, I'm so grateful to my parents because they taught me in my very young years, teenage years, what it means to tithe and to give 10% of my income back to the Lord. So when I get $10, one of those went to the church. And it was a discipline that became part of my life in every season of my life. Even when I was in seminary and I was eating ramen noodles and I had very, very little money. And, you know, my two or three dollars that I put in at the church every week maybe didn't make a huge impact at the moment. But it was a discipline for me to continue to give every single week. And those disciplines, they begin to stack together. Most recently, I started doing some um, journaling when I pray. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get distracted. So if I have a pen, I can write down my prayer requests. And I never could find a system that I was consistent with. And so I found a journal that has an opportunity for me to write just five lines a day. And by doing that small thing, I've been able to be consistent over time. It's taking those one small things and building them together that makes a difference over the long run. And so I want to ask you, what is one habit that you can put in place? What is one kind of system that needs a little tweaking or that you could focus on? Because we all have systems. Maybe you're a person that runs late all the time, and that's just a part of who you are, but maybe you could dial that just slightly change and to be able to do that and say, you know what, I'm going to tell myself it's going to be 10 minutes earlier so that I can be on time. I don't know what that is. We all have systems that we do, and we have to begin to put them in place and to think about that. I could never find a system to do some good reading on leadership, and I always thought I had to take, you know, a whole, you know, two hours to to read, and I never find that in my day. And so I started to break that down into one chapter each day, or a half a chapter, and I've been more consistent by doing that when I've been able to break it down into these small things. Whatever that habit, whatever that change, whatever that New Year's resolution that you're thinking about, if you want to be consistent, if you want to be successful, a couple of things. We want to make it obvious and we want to make it easy. 
We want to make it obvious and make it easy. If you want to change what you do, you have to change what you see. If you want to read every night before you go to bed, put that book on your pillow in the morning so you're going to see it. If you want to take your vitamins more consistently, put them on your placemat where you're going to see it. Uh, when you, if you want to start a new workout, put your workout clothes next to your bed before you go to sleep. And when you look over there, it's a lot easier to be able to get it going. What are some of those small changes that you can do? If you want to write notes, get out those note cards and pen and put them in a place that you'll see it. Start small. Build a system. People who are close to God are not there by accident. They practice small disciplines that draw them closer to God all the time. It's a mindset. It's a plan. It's a habit. People who are financially strong, it's because they have habits and discipline. They don't go and shop whenever they want to. They put in a budget, a mindset, a habit. Those who, people who want to get in shape, it takes a plan. It takes uh, exercise and, and small disciplines done consistently over time. What set Daniel apart? It was time with God that he focused on on a consistent basis. And he didn't waver from it, even in the greatest trial of his life. Maybe some of you say, you know, I, I want to I read the Bible through in this year. And for me, I, I've tackled it in, in several different ways, and sometimes I've been successful, and sometimes I've not, in reading the entire Bible all the way through. And if you don't have a plan in place, you're going to get excited about it, and you start reading in Genesis, and that's pretty interesting, and you read in Exodus, but by the time you get to Leviticus, it's hard if you don't have a plan in place. So last year... My family, we put out a competitive challenge. Now, I live with guys, so everything in my house is a com competition. And, um, and that just worked for us. So we decided that we were going to read through the Bible electronically. Brand new thing, never done it before. version Bible. And so it was this competition every day about who's finished theirs and who hasn't, okay? Whatever works, whatever gets it done, we did it. And it was so great to be able to keep ourselves accountable, make it obvious, make it easy, tell somebody else, be accountable to somebody else. And that is also going to help you be successful. So how did it turn out? My husband won the competition. He didn't miss one single day in the whole 365. My son missed one day, and I missed three days in the whole process. But nevertheless, it was fun to be able to do and to do it together. And maybe that's something you've never tried, reading on uh, your phone, on your app, or, or your um, tablet. But you can download the YouVersion Bible, and it's with you all the time. And if you have a few minutes where you're waiting for an appointment or waiting in the car, you can pull out your phone and read the Bible. Make a plan. Set a goal. Maybe it's one chapter a day. But set that goal and be consistent. There's lots of different reading plans you can start there. But whatever that change is that you want to make, Break it down into small parts where you can be successful and tack it on to something that you already do. Think about, before I do this, I'm going to do that. So before I could check social media at night, which is something I enjoy, I needed to make sure that my Bible reading was done for the day. Connect it with something that you already do, and you're going to be more successful at being able to make that change. Start small and build from there. If you want a journal, start with two sentences a day. If you want to get in better shape, start with 10 push-ups a day before you go do something else. Start with a routine that God is going to work on your heart about. Maybe that is something that, that God's put in your heart, that you want to be closer to God or a more godly parent or a more godly grandparent. 
Those are some resources we're gonna have for you in a couple of weeks. Whatever the habit, whatever that is that God's calling you to do, make it obvious, make it easy, and share it with somebody. And if you do those things, you're more likely to follow through on your commitment. You're more likely to be successful. And if you make it small, then you begin to feel, instead of feeling like a, a failure, you're gonna have this mindset of accomplishment and you're gonna see one victory at a time. One small act of obedience today and find joy in it. I love this verse from Zechariah 4.10. It says this, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Just start something. Start small, little by little, and eventually you'll get somewhere great. Don't be discouraged if you don't have some instant progress, if you can't see immediate results. Trust the process. Increase 1% at a time and string together as many days as you can when you accomplish your task. Make it small, make it something you can do, and then do it every day. Don't skip a day, and if you do, get back on it the next day. Think about your habits. Are they taking you where you need to go? And my hope and my prayer, based on who God wants you to become, is that you might start one small act of obedience today in this year of 2021. Be faithful with it. One small new habit, one small new discipline, and watch to see how it will shape you in the months to come. Next week, we're going to take, take, uh, take on uh, how to break a habit, because sometimes we have habits that aren't very good for us, so we're going to tackle that next week. But for this week, I want you to think about what's one new thing I could start and trust God to lead you there. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, sometimes as we come to the new year, we have great intentions, things that we get excited about, that we want to do. It feels fresh and new. But Lord, sometimes we get discouraged and we've tried a resolution or two and we just can't follow through. And sometimes we just don't even make it anyway because we just don't think we're going to be successful. And Lord, I just pray that somehow this material or this thinking might alter that a bit. And that we can begin, Lord, to take on small things, not the great big things, but the small things that make a difference and the small choices that honor you. So Lord, I pray that you would challenge our hearts this week. What is that one word that you're calling us to be or to do? And what is one small habit to get there? Father, may we wrestle with that. May we think about it. May your Holy Spirit, Lord, continue to speak to our hearts about it. Thanks, Lord. In the precious name of Christ we pray. Amen.